With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, October 16th. And here we are still answering questions, still talking to you. Really so grateful that you tune in on a daily basis. If you don't subscribe to this podcast, please subscribe wherever you're listening now. Turn some friends onto it. It's a lot of fun. And if you've got a question, all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and we'll get your note. If you want to come on the air live, check the box. That's what Marie did. She's on the line from Seattle. Well, I would like an evaluation of where I am at, um, given my age. And I also wanted to figure out if I should pay one house off. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's find out what's going on for you. Let's do that first. So tell us a little bit about your situation. How old are you? I'm 55. Are you working still? I am. How much do you earn? Well, I have, uh, my primary income is about 200, I would say about 208. And then I have rental income, uh, monthly of about 3000. Wow. Whoa. Hello. All right. Let's talk about this for a sec now. Okay. So the rental income, is it from one property or more than one? It's from one. Okay. How much is that rental property worth? That property is worth, I would say, probably between six seventy-five to seven hundred. Does it have a mortgage? I have thirty-five thousand left on that. Oh my and gosh! I just haven't paid it off. All right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to pay it off. What's the What's the um, interest rate on it? Um, this one, I've had this house. This was actually one of the very first houses I bought. So it's mm-hmm. probably, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. I think it's around five point something. Oh. Was just I know because I bought it back in the nineties and I I honestly just kind of forgot about I'm it. I'm just writing. I re- literally wrote five point something on two hundred eight thousand dollars. I presume you have uh, quite a bit of money that is socked aside in your retirement account. So tell us about. Let's just go through the assets and tell us what you're contributing. What right now? What percentage of your income or how? What's the dollar amount that you're contributing? Okay, so what's interesting is because I work as a consultant, it mm-hmm. depends on what company that I'm working for, depending oh. on what they have as far as 401s, all uh-huh. that stuff. Okay. So what I, regardless of that, I save probably on average, I would say a minimum of 5000 a month to, I don't know, seven. Five to $7,000 a month, meaning in general, just on savings, retirement, everything. You're right. Uh, yeah, and it can be more than that. It, it just depends. But okay. I mean, I can kind of give you an outline of where everything is sitting right now. Yeah, what's, well, why don't you tell me this? What is the total amount of your assets, your invested assets? So we have the rental property, but what about the investments? What do you figure that's worth? Well, all of my money, which would include, those would be uh, accounts basically like Fidelity, D.A. Davidson, T. Rowe, mm-hmm. Vanguard. I mean, I can break yep. it up like that. Yep. So if I went with that and I say D.A. Davidson, T. Rowe, Vanguard, and Fidelity, we're looking at 954252 
I'm going to say 955,000 because I'm crazy like that. Okay. So that's in those investment accounts. What else you got? Then in high yield, um, I have another 476,250. Then in just in my checking, I have um, 150,360. Can you just write a check for the stupid uh, mortgage? Yes, and then I have I have an I bond that I I bought for ten thousand. Write a check for the rental property. Just write a check. That'll be done. Nine fifty five in investments. Four seventy six in high yield. A hundred fifty in checking. Ten grand in an I bond. Anything else that's floating around? Um, no, that should give you about a million five hundred ninety eight fifty. Great. That's awesome. What about um, your, do you own a home in addition to this rental property or are you renting yourself? No, I own a house as well. Tell me what that's worth. Uh, the house is probably about 1.8 million. Oh my God. And I own this with another person, but our okay. mortgage, we only owe 645,000. Who's this other person that we haven't mentioned yet? Who is this person? The partner and the partner has money too. <laughs> partner. I love partners with money. Partner with money. So it's it's jointly held this home? The the main home is, yes. Okay. And what's the interest rate on the mortgage, the 645? Uh that's 2.6. Mom, much better. Yes. Okay. Um you love your house, you're going to stick around? Um no, uh well, I like the house, but uh we are considering moving in the next uh couple of years because I kind of am tired of Seattle. So Oh, look at that. Yeah. Soured, soured on Seattle as opposed to sleepless in Seattle. The question that I have for you is how much longer do you want to work? Well, I guess that was kind of my question to you uh-huh. um, is based on where I'm at financially right now, how that looks. So if I was to say, you know, I'm one of those people that I like to plan and I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to get more at 67 for social security than I would yep. at 65. And then mm-hmm. I also on the maximum of course would be 70 and I have what's your what's your do you happen to have those numbers your social security at 67 and 70 67 would be 3427 a year mm-hmm. and 70 would be 4367 today you're in Seattle you own this home obviously you have a ton of equity in it you have a ton of equity in the rental property in your mind both of these on the chopping block if you move away no the okay. rental property will probably stay as is. Um, the only other exception with that one would be I possibly would do a 1031 exchange on that one mm-hmm. at some point. Okay. You got a ton of money. You're good. And the partner makes money and also has money, right? Yes. So you guys are set. This is great. Um, any chance that you guys are considering marriage or no marriage? No. <laughs> no marriage. Okay. What about kids? You have grown kids? No. No children. No kids. How about dogs? Um, yes. I have a dog and um, cats. Dog and cats. I always interested in those people who have both. Very, very hard for me to consider. Okay. You're in great shape. You can do whatever you want. So do you like work? Um, yeah. It's oh, okay. boy. That wasn't a resounding endorsement. You know, work. It, it, you know what? That's a good question. It depends on the contract. Yeah, because you you know it's so funny when you do consulting work. It is it must depend so much on the people and what's going on and who you're working with. Okay, but in your mind, what is your ideal time to tap out? Be done. You know, I don't know. Um, I mean, I could end up working till I'm seventy, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'd be working a hundred percent. 
Right, right. You could do like fewer projects, potentially, right. like only take the plum ones. If you, you know, considering that you're saving five or seven grand a month, do you know, do you have a handle on what your actual expenses are? Probably. I mean, I depending on what I do that month or yeah. what I have to pay for, I mean, just, you know, I don't know, with the mortgages and probably five something, I would say. I mean. You mean like six see. grand a month is what you're telling me? Yeah, or less. It just depends on what I do that month. All right. What, why are you talking to me? Are you crazy? You are in great shape. You can do whatever you want. She's got a lot in cash. Would you invest some of that? Yeah, I would, but I want to find out why you have so much in cash. That's So that's one of the problems right there is that I do have a ton of money in cash. And what I did do is I stuck a lot of it into those high-yield savings accounts just because the market has been just kind of bouncing all over the place. Yeah, still is. And, right. And so what happens is I get kind of anxiety about that. You're right. So on these high-yield savings accounts, these are all at about a straight 5%. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot in them. Yeah, too much. So are you just absolutely freaked out about losing money? I mean, first of all, you're young and you're going to live probably for 40 more years. So you cannot have your money all in high yield savings because guess what? Rates are going to go down eventually. I know. I'm well aware. So how do we get you to be dollar cost averaging and getting some of your money to work? What can I do to, if you know that you haven't done it yet, but how can we help you get there? You know, I've tried to do that, and I I guess it comes down to the amount, and I don't know if I should be doing that. Maybe if I started doing it more on like a weekly basis versus a monthly basis, then it doesn't look like so much is coming out all at once. Well, why don't you just not do as much at once? Why don't you just, what were you doing that freaked you out? Let's try to get you, let's just try to get something that's doable for you. So can you put away, uh, could it be $3,000 a month? I probably could. Could it be five? start again with three but see what i do do is i randomly will go in and buy like i just went and bought uh ten thousand worth of another mutual fund well that's i don't like the randomness so we want you to commit to do something why don't we try there's four hundred you know there's whatever six hundred thousand dollars probably when all said and done you know why not say let me put five thousand dollars a month away right now and start that and let's do it for a year and see how it goes where would you recommend putting it? Well, you have all these accounts. You got T- pick pick one place: T. Rowe Price, Fidelity, Vanguard, and then start with five thousand dollars. It's very easy. You know, put two thousand in a broad stock market index fund. Put two thousand in an intermediate term bond fund, and put one thousand into a into an international stock fund. Boom, done. There's your five grand. And you know, you're going to have a real interesting question, which is if you do leave Seattle. What's going to be fascinating is whether you go to a lower cost of living place, maybe it'll be the same. I don't know. But you'll have one, well, probably by the time you figure this out, you'll have a $1.2 million equity investment. And maybe at that point you say, eh, you know what? It's a few years from now. Rates are higher. We'll just buy it in cash. And maybe that would be fine. And then your expenses will go down anyway. But, you know, I, I do think that you are so cash heavy, you know, and and while it probably would not make a difference in your life. It just sort of feels irresponsible for me not to say to you, come on, let's get some of that money invested. Unless you are petrified, in which case you can like, you know, plow a whole bunch of it into five-year CDs and um, go from there and, and roll the dice, maybe miss the whole recovery and and not care. You have to not care about missing the upside. Well, right. And I do have a lot of CDs. Yeah, you already do have that. So, I mean, I'm not sure like... It, 
you're risk averse. I get that. But right now, out of your million and a half bucks, 1.6 million, we have $600,000 in cash. That's, the risk is you're so conservative that you basically say, well, you know, guess what? All of a sudden rates come down, markets run ahead of you, and you've sort of gotten into this weird market timing situation. So I would rather you, at the very least, just to hedge the bet, why not put five grand a month into a you know, dollar cost average, again, into one place, just try to consolidate some of this stuff because it's all over the place, right? You have very low expenses. There's really no big need unless you tell me that you're you're going to sell your $1.8 million house and then you're going to buy a $2.5 million house. Maybe that's possible. I, it is possible. You know, <laughs> um, if that's possible, then, you know, you need to have some cash on hand. But five grand a month seems to me a very reasonable amount to get going. No, I don't think that that's unreasonable at all. I mean, and on top of this, I mean, the only debt that I have are the houses. I yeah. Have. And don't, right. You wouldn't pay off a 2.6. On the other hand, if you go buy a two and a half million dollar house, obviously this is going to be a big change in interest rate. That's another. Problem. Well, the next house that we buy, we probably would just buy for, um, Cash. I don't want a mortgage. I, okay. I would like to be done with a mortgage. before. I hear you. Um, you have a partner. Do you have estate documents that help establish where your money goes? Yes. You do. All good. Okay. What would you suggest as far as a retirement age given? I don't know. When do you want to retire? I don't know. I mean, probably in my 60s, but I mean. Fine. Then keep working and do scale back. Do it like to me, someone in your situation is like the prime example of someone who can really start to like phase, uh, you know, like kind of put yourself on an off ramp. Right. So I make 200000 now keep making the money while you still enjoy it, do the things you like to do. And then maybe when you're 60 to 65-ish, you start pulling back. I'm only going to make a hundred grand here. You got so much money. You really do. And you've got that passive income and you don't spend that much. So in your situation, you can kind of turn it on and off as you wish. If you want to stay engaged, I don't know if your partner works or not. Partner works. What's important about that and the reason why I say this is that it can often be very difficult if one is working and going great guns and the other one is not, especially if that's the way you've always been. You know what I mean? And then, then I think that adjustment is sort of interesting. So I would keep working and do your thing. You're, you know, you're young still. Do this for another five years. Maybe tinker around with saying no sometimes to places where you're like, ugh, these people are awful and get used to that. But you know, you're if if you wanted to retire at age fifty nine, I could make that happen for you. But it would require you making different decisions, like about the house. I would say, like, oh, well, then you can only spend one point two million, and then you won't have a mortgage, and then you're, you know, like all of that. So you have so much flexibility. You're it's like an abundance of riches for you. Well, and I mean, when I looked at it, because I've, I've kind of run numbers before, if I actually waited even until I was 65 or 67, just with rental income and with my social security, I mean, that. Yes, of like course. I can eyeball it and tell you that. That's why you're, that's why I know you're fine. But I, I don't like inefficiency. Neither <laughs> do I. I probably could spend more money. I mean, honestly. Well, I don't want to make that the issue either. So I'm not, I'm not telling you to go spend more money. If you want to spend a lot more money, then you're going to have to keep working longer. No, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of fluctuate with, with what I spend. I mean, and it, a lot of times because I work so much, I mm -hmm. don't end up spending 
as much. I mean, some people do it the opposite. They're like, I work so much. And so therefore I have to spend because I'm so exhausted from work. And the only pleasure I get is from spending. But if you're working and you like it and you're engaged, that's amazing. Keep doing it. Especially if partner's working. You're in good shape. You're in very good shape. Marie is sick of Seattle. That's the title of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are kind of sick of where you are, you're trying to make a change. Maybe you'd like to look at how you can leverage some of the assets you've accumulated to make a different choice in your life. This is something that I love. This is essentially my book, The Great Money Reset. So if that's you, then do make sure you get in touch with us. Go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this program. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.